Hi, and, uh, and welcome to the Word for this morning. Uh, last week, uh, Joy spoke about the, the nature uh, of, of family, submission, relationship, and how we're to, to function in life, in, in the real life. And uh, there's a lot to discuss, discuss and a lot to explore in that. Um, today we'll be looking at uh, a passage that many people will be familiar with, uh, Ephesians 6, and uh, verses 10 to uh, 20. And it's a passage that I, uh, throughout my Christian life, I found it very valuable. As I became a Christian um, in, in Christchurch, New Zealand, um, it, I found that immediately I was thrown into the middle of a spiritual battle or a spiritual warfare and I had to learn very quickly how to overcome. Um, in uh, certain places, uh, cities and even countries, uh, it's spiritually there are forces at bay. For example, in Japan there was a missionaries, friends of ours, uh, were telling us about a thing called the mood when it came into their uh, city Gifu in Japan and how people will they could sense this this darkness or this heaviness that would come upon uh, the city and typically there would be lots of people dying so it was a real thing and perhaps in Brisbane we're not so familiar with these things uh, and but perhaps uh, we need to be aware of of this realm and certainly the, the book of Ephesians their letter of the of Paul to the people of Ephesus and as Duane brought out it's for us all it's not just for the the Ephesians but it's for the world it, it has power relevance it's a letter to the church throughout ages and so this is powerful uh, message for us and what I love about the uh, book of Ephesians is that it is a spiritual meta-narrative it's an eschatological revelation and so what it does is put the Christian uh, the follower of Jesus in our perspective what is reality what is the truth of the world of the universe and so particularly when the world is in a shaky space and where things are uh, more difficult or uncertain this is a great book for us and I think uh, uh, Josh and Graham have uh, you know, chosen this uh, book uh, with great enthusiasm. It has great power and, and effect for us. So it starts off just as a, a summary before we get to ours. In this mix, you know, in uh, chapter one, it says, you know, we're blessed in the heavenly realm with every spiritual blessing in Christ. In other words, we're given this position of blessing. And, and it says before the creation of the world, we were chosen. Uh, to be holy and blameless. And then it says we are predestined uh, for adoption to uh, sonship or uh, its, its meaning there is to become uh, part of the family of God, a, a child of God through Christ. And, uh, and so we become a part of this amazing mystery uh, in which God is in Christ bringing unity to the, the earth. He's bringing unity. He's pulling things back together as a universe. And, and as the, like the first fruits or the, the initiative of this, it says we're marked with the seal of the Holy Spirit. And so we have this deposit, as it says, guaranteeing uh, our inheritance with God. And so 
It's God himself comes into us and upon us, uh, bearing testimony to the fact that we belong to him, that we are in his purposes. And this is the truth that, that Paul is bringing to us. And so Paul begins, and it's interesting in this, uh, uh, this book, he begins to uh, break out into prayer. So the first prayer is asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give us a sp spiritual wisdom and insight so that we might grow in our knowledge of God. And, he, and Paul prays that we might, our hearts might be flooded with light so that we can understand or comprehend with confident hope he has given to us who have been called his people, his inheritance. And, uh, and so Paul also prays that, um, that we will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe in him, the same power that rose Christ from death. So all authority uh, is in Christ and, um, and he's... God has done that and Christ has done that for our benefit, for the benefit of his new people. And uh, so we are his body um, and made full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere with himself. So you see this amazing picture. It's not only cosmic, it's, it's spiritual, it's in the unseen world. And, and beyond that, it goes throughout time. So we are brought into this amazing place of welcome, of blessing, of security and authority by which to live. It's about a being a part of a company. It's being a part that the, all of this is at work in the, in the reality that we are knitted in, that we are part of God's family, we're part of his community, that we're functioning and flowing and living together as a community of faith. You know, that our call is to bring light for everyone. And that, that was the mystery that God had purposed. And Paul prays from his glorious uh, unlimited resources that God would empower you with inner strength through his spirit and Christ would make his home in your hearts individually and together as you trust him and that your roots would grow down into God's love and keep you strong and that you might understand and comprehend how wide how long how high how deep that love is and experience that love uh, so this is in his purposes that we might live in this place of security and acceptance in Christ. And th this is, as we live in this reality, then it speaks to the world about us uh, of the grace and the goodness of God. So he works mightily. There's this language of working mightily in us. And therefore we put off the darkness, we put off our old life, and we put on the Christ life and we live in it. And so it's important that as we you know, come to the passage I'll be looking at, that Paul, uh, Paul is exhorting us to actually, we need to do something about this life. We can't just be indifferent or passive about this. It's an active putting on and putting off and, uh, and that we may stand strong. In, uh, in verse 10, it says, be strong. This is a final word to us. Um, be strong in the Lord uh, and in the, and his mighty power. Put on 
all of God's armor so that you may be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. For you are not fighting against flesh and blood or flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Very explicit. Often in the Western world, we are very empirical science based and we become very unsettled or uneasy when it comes to spiritual things. But God is challenging us to be proficient, to be uh, excellent in our ability to discern what's happening, to see the big picture thing, to see what's happening in the world with the news that's happening, uh, to understand what God is actually doing. And we're not caught up with the power po politics, with the partisanship, with all the um, the implications of living in this world with governments and with issues and and uh, people campaigning for various things whether it's the left or the right or the in-between that we are governed by a different rule a different reality and so Paul starts off this he says put on every piece of, of God's armor that you may be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. In other words, there are times when it seems like all hell is breaking loose. And there are times certainly in the history of the planet when that has been the case. Um, there are times when it's easier than others. And so Paul is saying when things are not going our way, things are not going your way, um, that we stand our ground. It says firstly, putting on the belt of truth. And so the belt of truth, um, here's a picture of of a belt that that um, the uh, Romans, or sorry, the yeah, the Romans would put on as they went to uh, the soldiers when they got up and went to war, uh, and and so that their garment wasn't uh, uh, around their legs and would trip them up, and so they needed to be in a place of agility and mobility, and so they tied up their toga, they tied up their garments in their belt. And they could run, they could move uh, swiftly and efficiently. And so um, Paul is saying here that it's truth. And when we're looking at truth and everything in God's armor, it's not um, an, 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 the kind of armor that uh, can uh, we can afflict others and show violence towards human beings. It says for our, our fighting is not against human beings. Our shoes in other words our our ability to move about and is to bring peace to others we are peacemakers and so we're truth makers we're truth bringers we are those who stand and make st make our stand in god's right standards uh, and his righteousness his very nature of righteousness and we are moving as peacemakers bringing good news wherever we are and and it's uh, in addition to those, we hold up the shield of faith, you know, of God's faithfulness. Uh, we hold up the shield of faith in Christ who died and rose again for us and faith in God, who is the God of his promises, the God who has promised blessing, as, as we've heard from Paul. He's the, he's the God who's lifted us up. He's brought us out of darkness. He's delivered us from the prince power of the air of evil. He's, he's the God who uh, uh, 
protects us and therefore we exercise faith in every situation. And the thing about the Roman shield was it was made not only for the individual, but for one third of the next person. Now, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that you uh, just keep a third for someone else. I believe there are, there's a place to put your whole shield in front of someone else at a time and exercise faith for them. So it's a communal thing. And we know with the, the way Roman battalions used to fight, they would link their shields together and it would become this mighty wall. And then their own people, they'd lower it down and their own warriors would run over the top of the wall uh, at the right time and, and uh, overcome the enemy. So the way um, the warrior in Paul's day was understood, they move very much together. And so we put on salvation as a helmet, and that's the saving uh, work of Christ. So we are protected by Christ. He is our savior. He died, he rose again, he overcame darkness. Uh, he overcame the enemy and, uh, and all forces against us. And we are saved in Christ and our mind should be renewed in that reality. So we put off darkness, but Paul had said in, in chapter four, put on the new man and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. This action uh, that's required. And then pray in the spirit at all times on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers. What we're talking about there is putting on prayer. We need as God's people, not only put on Christ everything uh, that, that he gives us. It's learning how to pray powerfully in the spirit. And if we don't yet have that gift of praying in the spirit, I believe it's, it is essential equipment for being an overcoming uh, man and woman of God or young man or young woman of God is getting that, that, uh, those giftings, those grace giftings. In, uh, in, in chapter four and five and it says, he who descended is the one who also ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. And he gave gifts. He gave gifts to man. He gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, he gives all, he gives an array of gifts. And so as we link together, God is calling us, I really believe, to arise in our gifts. I believe that's a word that God recently has given to our, our nation. As we pray together, we, what we do is we proclaim to the unseen world where we are showing the, the power of God, as it were, to the world about us that's unseen. And, and then we pray intelligently. It says, he's, pray for me, for the right words to speak. You know, some, often when I get the opportunity to speak, Lord, help. And I think it's a good thing to say, oh, Lord, help me. We are, often feel inadequate for this task. But Paul is saying there, pray for me too. Now, he's probably the most uh, eloquent person I know in, in written history. And yet he's saying, pray for me also that I might have the right words to speak boldly and explain this amazing plan uh, to everybody. And uh, he's in chains. Here he is in prison and he's not in a good place. You know, sometimes some of us have been in a bit of a COVID prison. And I know my daughter in, uh, in, in, in London at the moment uh, is in a bit of a COVID prison uh, as they go through what they do. But even in our prisons, even in our confinement, there's a purpose in calling us in to prayer and power. And, 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 uh, and so Paul says, I so 
pray that I keep on speaking boldly as I should. You know, Paul was speaking, he was uh, in his 60s when he, uh, uh, probably his 50s when he first came to uh, Ephesus. And uh, John comes along just after that and plants, starts a church there. And uh, Paul actually is not long after this, you know, he loses his life. He's executed for his faith. Um, John, he's thrown out. He's digging in the mines of Patmos. The, the story is that John goes in there and he makes a declaration to the Ephesian church, which was struggling to grow. It had struggled to grow all this time. And uh, the, the record there says that the uh, statues, uh, these um, idols, shattered into to thousands of shards and, uh, and you know, fell to the ground. And, and from that time, uh, people realized the power was in Christ, the message of hope through Jesus Christ. And it says that the church began to flourish in Ephesus from that time. You know, there's no question that we are in a spiritual world and we are in a spiritual battle. One of the beautiful things I've had the opportunity to baptize um, people that um, homeless people in, in uh, the last couple of weeks. One of the, the things I've been able to tell them is that what you're doing today is a statement, not just to the people that were around, some of the homeless people that had come uh, to, to witness their baptism, but um, uh, the fact that the spiritual realm, the spiritual world out there, there are jurisdictions that recognize now, that are forced to recognize that this person, and uh, there was a, a lady called Tanya, and, and, uh, and uh, a guy called Terry, and uh, they, you know, they are just beaming with, the, with uh, the new life that they have in Christ. It's been exciting to see that because they know that something has happened in them and in their whole world. It's different now. And uh, I encourage you, if you're not yet baptized, very important uh, to make that statement uh, for eternity. Because it says, we live in the world, but we don't wage war as the world does. And Paul, uh, Paul says to Timothy, and that this is in Ephesus, fight the good fight. Fight the good fight of faith. And so my exhortation to us uh, this morning is uh, to be a people that put on the armor of Christ, put on truth, put on peace, uh, put on uh, faith, take up the things of God, of his righteousness and the sword which the spirit wields. In other words, we need to be full of the word of God and allow that word to govern our prayer. One of the things I love doing in our prayer meetings is letting the word of God actually govern what we pray. And so it becomes very powerful. So we pray in the spirit and we pray with the word and then we go out and share that good news with others. I trust you'll be encouraged this morning. May God bless you. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you that you love each one of us, that your call is upon us. And Lord, the good news this, this morning is that you chose us before the foundation of the world. You purposed that we would be in Christ and that you would announce an eternal kingdom through our lives. And, and therefore they are frightened of us. And Lord, we can therefore have confidence. We don't have to fear, but we are actually, uh, we're standing the ground that Jesus, that you fought for us, that you've gained for us. 
And I'm praying, Lord, for some of us might want to reclaim ground in their lives, in their family, in their health, uh, in, their, in their work life, in their relationships. You might want to reclaim because our battle isn't against people, but our battle is against unseen things. And we need to pray for the grace of God. We need to bless our enemies. We need to pray for them. We need to move in peace and move in the equipment that the kingdom of God gives us. And I'm praying that as Lord, as we yield to you uh, this year, that we might see change and that we might grow from strength to strength, from grace to grace, that we may move in our faith. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.